Welcome to the Mind Man Podcast, where we don't focus on changing the world. Rather, the focus is on changing the people of the world, because it is the people that create what we call our world. And without changing the minds of the people, there is no hope in changing our world. We are in the midst of a conscious revolution, and it is my intention to raise the collective consciousness And I'm your host, Adrian Moreno. And I thank you in joining me on creating a new world, one mind at a time. Welcome to another episode of the Mind Man Podcast with your host today and every day, Adrian Moreno. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy, busy productive day to tune in and listen to this guy so <laughs> today is gonna be um you know I so I I like to write in my free time I spend a lot of my time writing um especially over the last well since 2000 around like um I'll say around mid or late 2018 around september 2018 is when i really started to take on writing um like as a daily as a daily thing and i'm not gonna lie i do feel bad saying this but i have not been doing it daily you know what i don't feel bad saying that because screw it i'm not gonna make myself feel bad for not writing daily um you know business has picked up and you know it's taken a lot a lot of my attention but i've made it a real priority to you know, give myself space to start writing again, um, writing again, at least daily. Um, one thing is, is I don't like force my writing. I realize that when I like, you know, schedule something for writing, like schedule it in my day, like I'm gonna write from here to here. And I try to force writing in that hour or something. It, it It's never worked for me. I know it's worked for other like people who write. Um, but for, for me, myself, I like I work off of intuition when it comes to writing. Like when I feel the urge to write, that's when my best stuff I see comes out. And so I thought, you know, I woke up this morning and I was going to record. Um, I had a different topic in mind, but intuitively it hit me to why not share this specific writing that I've had. And it is titled No Words. Um, so I wanted to go ahead and share with you guys this writing that I had. And it's titled No Words. I wrote this specific piece on, um, let's see, that would be July 17th of 2019, so um, about a year ago, um, a little bit under a year ago, so I thought I'd go ahead and share this with you guys, and this again is titled, No Words, No Words. Um, So, can the reality of existence be described in words? Is there a single sentence which can really describe what life is? No philosophies, no dogmas, no stories. Can somebody tell me what life is and not what they believe life is? Because believing is simply not knowing. We can all come up with our own ideas about life, about and about life and about what it is. But whatever you come up with can never be reliable because our minds are always changing. Think about it. Nobody can even accurately describe what death is. We can ask, what is death? 
And we can read all the scriptures and even read all the near-death experiences in the world, but we will never know what death truly is until we experience it. And if you're reading this, then apparently you have not experienced it yet. Or if you're listening to this, you haven't experienced it yet, fortunately. So if nobody in the world can accurately translate what death is, what makes you think we know what life is? If death must be experienced to be known, then life must be experienced to be known. Right? So now the question is, have you experienced life yet? I don't know. Maybe you think you have. And that's the problem. You think. But do you live? Thinking is not living. Flesh and bone is not life. Survival is not living. As Sadhguru says, are you a full-fledged life or are you just a bundle of thoughts? Because if you think you know what life is, you are the latter. You are essentially a life, but you don't even know it. So you have become a bundle of thoughts who thinks his way through life without even knowing what life is. If you don't know what life is, then how can you live properly? If you didn't know what a plane was, would you dare to fly it? Now, we need pilot would tell you that the only way to truly learn how to fly a plane is to fly, to fly a plane. So you want to know what life is? Close the books and open your inner eye. Because life is not an object to be known. It's an, it's an internal experience. So if you wish to know life, then you must turn inward to the subject of your experience. If you wish to know life, you must know this life completely. If you know this life, you will know life. Because life doesn't divide itself. It's one happening. If you know the microcosm, you will know the macrocosm. Because as above, so below. When you know what this life is, you will know that there is not one word in the human language that can describe the truth of what life is. Whatever it is, can, whatever it is that beats your heart, supplies your breath, and keeps the cosmos in line is truth. There is a process happening that science has not even labeled because they simply cannot. Rumi said, Silence is the language of God, and all else is just a poor translation. So that force, which we call God, is simply unnameable. It's, I mean, it's, it's an unnameable process at work. So we can say, silence is the language of reality. All else is just a bad translation. This means you can know life, but the second you try to explain it, is a moment you distort what reality is. We can only point to the truth, but we can never say what the truth is. In the beginning was the word. Well, what was that word? Can you tell me? I mean, you can read about it, but you can't tell me. What would happen if you put a great white shark in a fish tank? You shatter the tank. So if you try to describe what life is in words, you shatter reality. In the Gospel of Philip, it is written, 
there is a name which is not heard in the world. It is the name that the Father gave to the Son. It is above everything. It expresses the Father. The Son would not be near the Father if the Father had not given him his name. Those who bear this name within do not speak of it. Why would they speak of it if there's, if there's absolutely nothing that can be said? Once one hears this word, everybody wants to know what the word is. But anybody who has anybody who, who heard knows nothing can be said. When the Buddha was asked, what is life? He simply replied, emptiness. And he couldn't be more accurate. This is why Lao Tzu wrote, if you want to become full, let yourself become empty. If you want to be full of life, you must empty yourself of all of, all of your ideas about it. Because life is not an idea. It's an experience. You can write all of the facts that you want about an apple. But you will only know an apple by biting it. And can you talk while you eat? No. You can try, but you'll look like a fool and make a mess of yourself. So, you want to know life? Shut up and you experience it. If you wish to know life, you have to know silence. Because if you just pay attention to life, you'll see that the one thing that is constantly present is silence. No matter how loud things get, behind all the noise is an ever-present stillness. Better yet, the only reason a sound is heard is because there is silence in which that sound come in, in which that sound comes out of. Just like you wouldn't know light without darkness, you wouldn't know sound without the silence. Since everything arises out of this silent space, doesn't it make sense to pay attention to it? If you want to know life, pay attention to the source. Whenever you go, wherever you are, where whatever you do, one thing will always be present, silence. And as Rumi writes, keep silent because a world of silence is a vast fullness. So, you want to know what life is, huh? Well, I found a perfect word for it. Life is... That's it. You see? So there goes my little essay I written last July on life. <laughs> and I want to go ahead and speak on it um, for a little bit, you know, just add some commentary to what I wrote, because it's been a while since I've actually read that piece. Um, I don't know why, like I woke up this morning and I was like pulled to like, like I was like, man, I, I want to, I want to read something that I wrote. And for some reason, that was what I really wanted to read, like that specific. Because I was thinking, what I want to read? And then it hit me. I was like, oh, that's a good one. So I opened my journal and, you know, so I know you noticed I was like kind of messing up like while I was reading it every now and then. And um, that's because I haven't like I was literally I didn't read it before I came on here and recorded it. I straight up read it while I recorded it. And it's been a while since I visited that. So. I mean, it's it's crazy because me and my me and my cousin we had a uh, we had a conversation about this last night. Actually, we were sitting in the backyard, you know, hanging out, and she was telling me that there was this like sh she didn't agree with this guy, 
I didn't agree with this guy to a certain extent. But then when I heard this, I was like, hold on. that That's actually pretty freaking intelligent. Like, um, his kids would ask him, like, you know, like, she was talking about a guy, like, his kids would ask, you know, like, uh, they will pick up a mushroom and be like, what is this? The dad would be like, I don't know. What is this? Oh, I don't know. And she was like, her children, the kids are not going to know anything. But the thing is this. There's a level of intelligence behind that father's approach. Because... He doesn't want to give a definite answer. He wants to give them the... Because when you say, I don't know, the, the possibility of knowing actually arises. And that lets their little mind seek and seek and seek and seek and you shall find. But the thing is this. If I point to a tree and I say, yo, what is that? Anybody's going to say a tree. Yeah. We call it a tree. But really, I want you to look at it. And tell me, what is that? It's kind of hard to come up with an answer. I mean, it's, it's pretty, I mean, it's funny to think about. Can we really explain what life is? I don't think so. Like, you can say all these beautiful things that you want, but those are just words. And words are consistently changing from literally moment to moment. Every single second, you're speaking a different word. So if something is constantly changing like that, can it be real? I'd have to say no. And I feel like there's so much distortion nowadays because we try to label things. And by labeling things, we actually distort things dramatically. Because we come to a fixed conclusion about what it is. And, you know, we know what we know, but do you know what you don't know? Because there is an infinite, infinite, vast, vast space of things that you don't even know that you're cutting yourself off to the moment that you, you know, the moment that you make a, come to a fixed conclusion and label something. I just want you guys to understand that you're not a label. And a label can never contain, or a name or a word can never contain life in it, in its fullness. In fact, I mean, life can't even explain what life is. It's, it's, I know this sounds ridiculous to a lot of people. I know this just sounds like mumbo jumbo, but at the end of the day, I really want you to look at it. Like, do you really know what life is? I think it's very important that we start to understand that we can't completely rely on words, on labels, on things like this to, you know, ex give us answers. Like, yeah, if I have children, I'm like, yeah, son, that's 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 what we call a tree. We call it a tree. But I don't really know what it is. But we call it a tree. And the science says this and this and this about it, of course. Educate them in the real world, like, you know, in, in terms of that. But always leave that level of, we don't really know. Because at the end of the day, that is the reality, is we really don't know. You know? We don't. And... 
you know, like, and if we really, really accept the fact that we do not know, <laughs> trust me when I say the possibility of knowing is always there. Like, yeah, I know you're probably, you know, in your 20s or 30s listening to this and you're like, Adrian, I know that's a damn tree outside. I know that's a tree, but do you know what it is? I know what we call it, but what is that? What the hell is this entire this entire universe? Like, what is any of this? And I, I again, I know, I know, I know this sounds ridiculous, but it's just something that I think you know we all need to sit back and and look at. Always leave that. I feel like it's important to leave that level of yes, I don't know. Always having that mindset of I don't know. Knowing to a certain extent, but then knowing still that you don't know. Like I know for a fact, there's a, there's a lot of stuff that I know about getting in shape and all of that. But still, I know that I don't know everything. And that right there is the only thing that allows me to continue to grow. So if we just come to a physical and we're like, yeah, we know what life is, son. We know what this is. We know what this is. We know what this is. We know what, what this is. Then, yo, you're cutting yourself off to any level of growth. Because growth comes from stepping into the unknown. Stepping into the unknown, that's where the growth happens. That's where changes can really happen. And so I'm not coming on here to, you know, make you feel stupid or, you know, make me sound stupid or anything like that. I'm coming on here to simply express the fact of the matter that we don't fucking know. Excuse my language, but that's just how I feel right now. We don't know what any of this is. Act like it. We may know a lot more than we think we do by simply admitting, I don't know. Because just, just because you know a word doesn't mean you know what you're actually talking about. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to close this off with a, with another um, scripture from the, from the gospel of Philip. And goes like this. The words we give to earthly realities engender illusion. They turn the heart away from the real to the unreal. The one who hears the word God does not perceive the real, but in it, but only an illusion or an image of God. The gospel of Philip saying a And as always, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the mind man podcast. I love each and every one of you infinitely never finite.